Bourbon Beards and Belvedere's. I'm Adam. And I'm Paul. And I'm Jerry. Today we got another great guest for you. Uh, we are going back to our review format. Um, after last week, we talked to Mr. Richard Landry. Um, great show. Uh, we just had too much to talk to him about to, to worry about doing reviews. So before we get into all that, um, we have um, Jay who is known as at bourbon baggers on Instagram. He's got some great products. He's going to tell us about, we reviewed these products on a previous episode. Uh, we liked him so much that we had to have him on. How are you doing today, sir? I'm doing fantastic. Great. Great. How's the weather down in Dallas today? Uh, I saw the forecast cold, at 14 cold. degrees. <laughs> yeah, I think we got a wind chill. It takes us near zero. It's um pretty terrible, but I guess the uh, Cowboys have got the roof covered. So they're, they're taking care of things. Uh, right now it's seven to zero. <laughs> I actually don't have it on. I'm on your show, so <laughs> <laughs> I have it on behind me here. Green Bay's up on by seven, so I'm I'm not surprised. I think they're a little <laughs> overrated, to be honest. True, um, but I mean, you know, Dallas has some offensive weapons. Let's not. I mean, uh, CD yeah. Lamb is, you know, not anything to to bat an eye at. But Green Bay's a little more used to playing in cold weather, so you know, take yeah. that for what you will. So, um, as usual, we're starting with our palate warmers. Um, I'll start with my on the left here. Jerry, what do you got? Uh some uh Chattanooga whiskey 91. Uh out of obviously Chattanooga, Tennessee. Very good, Paul. I'm starting off with a Jefferson's Ocean um store pick from New Jersey Barrel Club. I won this in uh fantasy football league a couple weeks back. So it's pretty good, pretty good pour. Is that the one you sent us samples of? I'll make sure to get into half of that sample tonight because um, it's been staring at me and I've been thinking about it, but I hadn't yet. Um, I've never had a Jefferson's Ocean. I've got Jefferson's Reserve, which I think is pretty good for what it is. I don't, I don't mind it. Um, I've started with this, with this, uh, this bottle that my brother-in-law gave me. Um, this Rebel Reserve from uh, it was bottled in two thousand nine. Um, as I understand it, this was eventually rebranded to Rebel Yell Reserve Reserve Bourbon, something like that, and then they discontinued that as well. So it's not it's it's not something that they produce anymore at all. Um, his wife's doctor, his wife's uncle is a doctor, and he's got you know lots of money and uh, spends it smartly, intelligently on guns and survival gear and bourbon. And uh, he just happened to have these sitting around. He was going to sell them um, in a yard sale just to, you know, raise a little bit of money for somebody, I suppose. And he was selling some really cool stuff for about 20 bucks a bottle. Uh, Jack Daniels gift set, um, Jim Beam gift set, blah, blah, blah. This one he was selling for about 20 bucks, which is was retail for this bottle when it was being produced. And um, I told my brother-in-law I'd give him – you know, 20, 30 bucks for it. Um, I just want to, he, he said, is that a good one? I said, I don't know. I just want to drink it. He said, well, if you're going to drink it, you can have it. Cool. I'll take it home. Um, and it's, it's not bad. It's, uh, presumably distilled by heaven Hill. Um, because I don't think that Lux Row was even a thing in 2009, to be honest with you. And this would have been distilled probably in 2005, 2006, something like that. It's really good. I don't know the mash bill. It's only coming in at, uh, 90.6 proof but i dig it i'll get you guys samples out it's really good so mm. 
All right. Um, how much do you guys have left on your palate warmers there? Because I've been drinking on mine for a minute, and I'm ready to move on to this cigar finish. Jay, I didn't even think. I'm sorry. Uh, what are you drinking on there, brother? I, I didn't even think about it. I'm drinking another well at one, uh, Johnny Drum, which is probably my favorite daily drinker. Um, comes, you know, it's the same mash bill as Pot Still and a couple of others they make. And uh, it's actually the first bourbon to receive a bourbon bagger. So I thought that would be appropriate for our conversation. Very, very, very cool. Um, that was actually one of the bottles that he he had bought for 20 bucks was a bottle of Johnny Drum. I don't know how old it was. Mm. It was a wax top, so it was probably fairly new. But um, that's some pretty good stuff. I, mm -hmm. I you know, uh, some of the will is kind of hit or miss. I like Johnny Drum. It's pretty good mm -hmm. stuff. Um, and I see you got a bag in there, of course, that. That makes perfect sense. Uh, <laughs> so that's is it, so when you say it was one of the first to get a bourbon bagger, do you mean that's that was one of your uh, like part of your product testing, or yeah, the, the, the first time I made them, the prototype um, that was the first bourbon I dropped the prototype in. Okay, all right. So um, while we're are, are you guys, how are you guys on your? You're good. Okay, go ahead and uh, I'll go ahead and pour my. Uh, uh whiskey of the week while um you were working how did you come up with this idea let's go there how, how did you first come up with the idea for these yeah um so there's a lot of story to it i got a backstory on my on my uh website but i can kind of give the distilled version of it um i went out for a work happy hour and our work happy hours can get pretty pretty intense um we went to a bourbon bar in dallas um called uh district dallas which has a pretty good bourbon selection a lot of wines too um, and I, had, I saw the Elijah Craig toasted barrel on the menu, um, and a friend had mentioned it, you know, I wasn't really super serious in the bourbon at the time, um, like my bourbons at the time, but, um, I gave it a try and, uh, other people copied me at the table. We wound up killing that bottle, um, from the bar. And then we moved on to, I saw what else they had that was toasted, moved on to the, um, Basil Hayden toasted and we killed that bottle, ran off about an $800 bar tab doing it. Um, but I liked it a lot. And so I went out to Specs, local liquor store, um, Total Wine, looked all over the place looking for a bottle of this. I couldn't find the Elijah Craig anywhere. Um, found a found a Basil Hayden, but I really wanted to get the Elijah Craig. And then I just realized how hard this stuff was. And frankly, it wasn't until that point where I realized how crazy it is to just even find bourbon these days. Um, and so I'm like, how do I do this? What do I, you know, could I, is there some other way to get a toasted finish on this stuff? Um, I got one of those little mini barrels that you can get. You can stick a liter in, um, did the whole process, cured it, hot water. It didn't drip for me for two days. And then I, you know, dumped three bottles of Johnny drum into that thing and, um, just let it sit. And a month later I came back and, uh, I had lost, a, I lost almost two full liters to a drip and it ruined a piece of furniture. Um, lost me two <laughs> bottles of bourbon and I'm like, never again, am I going to try this? This is a pain in the ass, a waste of time. Um, not that those, that always happens to everyone. I know a lot of people have good experiences with those, but, um, I was, then I was sprucing up my wish list for my birthday for my wife and was looking at those little cocktail smokers because I'd seen that done at a bar and, um, like, like that as well. It is a different thing though. It's more of a, just adding a smoke flavor than it is adding, you know, more complexity. Um, and I noticed when I was looking at the Amazon um, product listings that they all had like little tins of finely shredded wood that you put in the smoker. Um, and it was kind of like a, an aha moment there because I had used to bag my own tea 
Um, and I'm like, what if I, you know, take one of those little things and run it in my oven, toast it up and, and, and put it in a tea bag. And, uh, I gave it a go, frankly, um, smoked up my entire kitchen, smoked <laughs> going off, um, kind of pissed my wife off in the process. And, uh, but you know what, I put the stuff in there and it tasted good. Um, and it was a really, really light toasting, uh, on that one. But then, you know, I brought some of the additional prototype material to some friends. They thought I was onto something as well. And then I just kind of matured it from there. got some better equipment and better equipment and, uh, did some upgrading so that I, you know, didn't have my whole house filling up with smoke every time I wanted to do this sort of thing. Um, got a, a, a bag making machine, um, instead of doing it by hand. And, uh, I guess the, the rest is kind of history. So that was back in the, the August timeframe and it's been a, been a fun ride since then. Okay. <clears throat> so did, were you able to listen to the episode where we had the, the bourbon yeah. baggers on? Yeah, it was great. I really enjoyed it. Oh, well, we, we appreciate that. We really enjoyed the bags, but uh, you mentioned the Elijah Craig uh, toasted and, um, you know, uh, we're, 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 we're kind of cynical um, in, in some ways, kind of jaded when it comes to things like this, you know, we've heard of, of uh, what, what's the, uh, what's the process, the rapid aging process, the Terra sun, what's it called guys? You, you, does anybody remember anybody know? They call it like terra pure or something like something that. Something like that. Something like that. And we we've had those bourbons and they're not they're just not, you know, you, you can't you can't really tell a difference or whatever. So we were fully prepared to just shit all over these things. Um in, in all honesty, um we were and then we tried it and um our skepticism quickly evaporated. But it really, really hit home um how good these products are when we did try the Elijah Craig toasted versus the Elijah Craig small batch with the toasted bag in it. And the reason specifically for me was because when I first got my bottle of Elijah Craig toasted, I didn't like it. I didn't like it at all. Um, I drank some of it and um, I didn't like it. So I put it away for a long time. <clears throat> and then I ended up having some somewhere else on accident. And I was like, Oh, this is a lot better than I remember. <clears throat> and so oftentimes when you let a bottle of bourbon sit, you know, it aerates and, um, you know, magical things happen, uh, that, you know, chemists can explain. I cannot, um, I'm just, you know, a computer guy. Um, and, um, anyway, um, it, it's, it's, it, it was really, it was, it was night and day between Elijah Craig's, uh, small batch with the bag in it versus the, the toasted, um, it's, it was so much better. Uh, that bag really, really did a really good job. Um, and I'm actually really looking forward to our, this pours on me this week, because I, I, before you joined the call, you were the first out of, you know, Paul and Jerry to join. And I can already see a color difference in this. It's, um, is it old Hamer or Hugh Hamer, Jerry? Hugh, Hugh Hamer. Hugh Hamer. Um, a maple finish bourbon. And, um, it's got uh, it's got that toasted bag just sitting. It's been in there since before you joined the call, so um, already it's been in there for about a half an hour. Um, we're probably about twenty minutes out before we get to that twenty thirty minutes, something like that. So I'm really looking forward to that. These products are great. Um, and I'm sure Jerry and Paul have prices that they would like to sing as well. Yeah, no, definitely big fans of this. And like Adam said, it was a little bit of a surprise that we would be. Um, but uh, yeah during our tests that we did on the episode, I was 
very happy with the results. You know, we I think we all definitely chose, like Adam said, the Elijah Craig with your bag in it over than the straight toasted pour of Elijah Craig. Um, I've been playing with these bags ever since we found out about you, and um, they go great in old fashions. Um, got one of your kits in that barrel, uh, uh, simple syrup, the yeah. aid simple syrup. That's fantastic. It's got a great smoky, you know, flavor to it and just works well making old fashioned. So yeah, and I've, I've really become a fan. Appreciate that. Yeah, I get, um, yeah. honestly, I get a lot of kind of mocking and hate at first uh, from people. It, frankly, the, 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 it tends to be more the people who are really, really bourbon lovers and aficionados and the people who get, you know, into allocated bottles and that kind of stuff. Um, but I've, I've only had a couple of people that have actually tried it that didn't love it. And those couple of people, you know, put it in for five minutes and never let the thing move. And it just kind of sat in there. You got to give it a little bit of time. It's not um, like a normal tea bag. You're dealing with, with hot liquid. And so the convection action will, will help move it around. But unless you're intent on heating up your bourbon, you do have to, to help it along with a little bit of movement. I mean, it's really changing the color of that whiskey. And that was, that's saying something because it wasn't exactly light colored whiskey in the first place. So I'm, I'm really excited to try this out. It's it's a really good whiskey anyways. Um but uh yeah, so <clears throat> Jerry, did you get the gift set like Paul and I did? No, not yet. I got the uh was it the 15 or 16 pack uh the toasted that you sent me over. Mhm. Mm uh yeah. but I haven't grabbed the uh the gift set yet. Those glasses look fucking awesome. Yeah, these spin glasses are really cool. Yeah, they're, they're a ton nice, of fun. <laughs> nice little yeah. touch, yeah. He, he he said earlier that he calls it fidget bourbon. Um, <laughs> that's that's perfect. Um, by the way, um, I I don't know if this is something that you normally offer. Uh, Jay was kind enough kind enough to send us three boxes of these for Christmas, um, which was unexpected and very welcome and again thank you um these boxes are fantastic they're 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 absolutely i mean they're great for keeping these these bags in here but once the bags are gone there's so many things that i can think of to do with yeah. this box um they're they're absolutely great so again thank you for that i, I do like printed right there made in texas i like the you know made in america um we're uh we're three fairly conservative uh, patriot minded folks. We try to do as much as we can for veterans, um, uh, veteran owned businesses, things of that nature. Um, but you know, the, the bigger picture, I guess, is love of America. Right. And made in yep. Texas, that's the way to go. So, um, that's great. And I just had to spin my glass a little bit cause they're, I mean, that's right there. I, I can't, I can't leave it and not spin it. It's definitely got the fidget aspect to it for sure. Yeah, you know, it was important to me for it to be um, a made in America. I mean, you know, they talk about apple pie being Ameri the, the, the most American thing, but you got strudel in Germany and, and pie is everywhere. Um, bourbon is only in in, in America. So right. I use uh, domestic wood. Um, I'll be honest, the only thing that isn't domestic is those wooden boxes. I had to, to get those made offshore. Um, tried to get them made in the U.S., but they were like literally 10 times the price. I could not find them anywhere um, at a price point that was even reasonable that people would want to spend. So uh, I did have to get those done offshore. But um, the whole product, the, the, the bags themselves, the wood, uh, it's all U.S. Very cool. Very cool. 
Yeah, and for I don't know if we did highlight on these glasses how cool they are. They got a, like a little raised dimple coming off the bottom of the rocks glass, so it just barely wobbles on the table when you set it down. Not enough, you know, to spill or anything like that, but you can really give it a nice little spin. It's a, mm-hmm. a fun little touch. Helps, I'm sure, goes with the, you know, moving the bag around in the whiskey. Yeah. Um, but like you said, it's fun to play with. Tell us about the uh, the R and D aspect of this i mean that that had to be a lot of fun right lots of uh lots of different whiskeys drank lots of different uh things tried did you have folks come over your friends or you know co-workers or just your family or anybody or did you do it all by yourself or um, how, how did that go yeah i've done a ton of uh the r&d on my own i'm not gonna lie on that one um <laughs> i've got a, a group of friends and a little poker group that um that, that loves bourbon. So I'm, I'll push it on them and tell them what they think. Um, I'll tell you one thing though, figuring out like the right temperature and the right amount of time um, to do that at, you get different flavor profiles. If you do like a, you know, 400 degrees for an hour and a half, or if you do 450 degrees for less time, uh, that makes a difference. Even two things that look exactly the same color, uh, the timing, you know, will change the, the flavor profile. Um, not going to lie, I'm still working on consistency from batch to batch. I don't have, you know, super high-end equipment. Uh, it's a lot of, you know, me monitoring it with a temperature probe very, very frequently and those sorts of things. Um, but the first time I got my my full-size industrial roaster, the one that I'm using right now, um, I didn't realize how much power that thing had and uh, kind of started a small-scale fire in my backyard. <laughs> and... Uh, it smoldered and smoldered and it was took almost like I got it in, you know, I, I emptied it into the, the pans that I use and uh, put the lid on it. And that thing smoldered for two and a half hours. Um, nothing, you know, and I actually bagged it to see what would happen, you know, what actually happened. Um, it's nothing that I'm going to sell, but it, it's, it's actually really interesting. It's insanely smoky, uh, the flavor that it puts on it, almost to the point where it's like one of those little torch smoking machines that you can you can buy for for bourbon um but it's also one of those where i don't think i'm going to try to repeat that process uh just in interest of safety but <laughs> um it's it, i've learned a lot just doing various batches and the timings and all that sort of stuff and it's, it's been it's been pretty fun learning that would be cool if you could find a way to do that safely um and yeah. then you know you could you could reproduce the the smoked cocktails with one of those um without having to have the smoker and whatnot, yeah. it'd be a more cost-effective way to make that happen. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> now we, we, we know that you go by bourbon bagger on Instagram. Um, everybody to, to be sure to check that out at the bourbon bagger. Is that right? The bourbon, the nest, bourbon baggers, bourbon baggers. Um, but, um, you know, we'd reached out to you to, to talk to you about this and you have other spirits in mind, um, going forward. Can you talk about that or is that kind of under wraps? Yeah, no, I'll, I'll tell you, to be honest, um, you know, I'm, I'm a I'm a tech guy myself in, in the marketing technology space. So I've been around a lot of these concepts and things. Um, so I don't want to move too fast. I definitely got to, to get a good feel for a market before I move to the next thing. But um, I, I can tell you probably the next move uh, when I when I decide to take that step is tequila. Um, if you're tequila fans at all take the bourbon bagger and put it in, um, in an Anejo or a, um, Resposado tequila. Um, honestly, I've, I've had people, friends that have told me that it, it's even more impactful in tequila than it is in bourbon. Um, pretty amazing. And then, and pretty, pretty much anything barrel aged, rye, scotch, um, even dark rum, 
Uh, you know, a lot of wine companies now are doing Cabernets that they finish in whiskey barrels. Um, it, it works. It, that's not my thing. Uh, I like Cabernet, but I've never liked a bourbon barrel finished Cabernet. Uh, but the, the the bourbon baggers definitely definitely add that barrel finishing to Cabernet as well. So it, it'll work with anything that's that's traditionally aged in a in an oak oak cask. Um, so that's that's probably my first expansion. Then I might uh, from there go into different woods. Um, I know the what's that wood that um that cigars are often worked with. Um, no, I forgot the name of it, but Cedar? uh, amaranth or Am something. Like, oh, something amarana. Like amarana, yeah. Uh, so that's that's something that's been recommended to me. And then you know, I'm in I'm in Texas, so maybe a little mesquite uh going on as well. So a friend of ours, we were talking about this to a group of our <clears throat> excuse me to a group of our friends um a couple weeks ago um we had a, a secret santa zoom call um and and one of our friends he, he's in um he's in arkansas and um he was like i'd be very interested in that if he could manage to do like a cigar finish um which i did reach out to you about and um you know the way that those are done this particular this particular cigar finish that i have in front of me here this is the our whiskey of the week um finished in cognac barrels, armagnac barrels, and oloroso sherry barrels. Um so if the idea here with cigar finish, a lot of people do it with Ambrana as well, is to basically make a whiskey that can stand up to a cigar, not necessarily make it taste like a cigar. Um and um the, the a lot of them are really good. Now I've got some Ambrana cigar uh finishes upstairs that are just there's too much um the ambrana is really 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 strong flavored wood um but but this is this is really good um we got some others you know the uh, what's the joseph magnus uh finished in guys is it very um armagnac and cognac i think cognac, yeah those are really good um so you know maybe maybe uh Maybe you could uh, whip that up somewhere or another down the road. And if not, oh, well, because what you got going on is pretty damn fantastic. I, I mean, I think you got enough to uh, to really make a name for yourself and, and for the product um, because these are these are great, especially the, to the toasted clearly my, is my favorite. Um, and uh, that's that's just simply because um, – it just adds a complexity that that is unexpected. I think the um, the chard, you know, you kind of that's that's a standard, right? That's something that you sure. get with just about every whiskey on the market, and and it does add more complexity. It does add more quote unquote age um, as far as the flavor, the profile goes. Mm -hmm. But the the toast that really adds another. Another flavor, and I've experimented with toasted chips that don't do what these bags do. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you. So my personal preference on these, and, and flavor profile is so personal. Um, I really like the chard. I think the chard is it, it really shines in those bottom shelf bourbons. Um, you can take something in the, you know, I'll, I'll tell you the um, Henry McKenna handle, the one that you can get for seventeen dollars. The brown label and that, and it, and it becomes a much different, um, you know, more full bourbon. Uh, those immature bourbons really do well with chard. But if you've got something that's good to begin with, I think the toasted really just takes it to that that additional level and brings it out of com complexity and and adds so many different tasting notes to it. Um, 
but you know, I've got friends that that prefer the chard. I got a friend that will only use the toasted, and he puts in absolutely everything. Um, and so it's 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 all personal. But yeah, I think the chard really shines on those those lower shelf bourbons that you want to you know mature a whole lot more. Have you given any thought to putting something other than wood in the bags, like I don't know, dried fruit or herbs or something to that effect? I have, and I'm I'm gonna look at that. Um, so one of the things that I know I've talked with my wife and some of her friends about is sort of uh, the vodka uh, world and gin. You know, gin is basically um, vodka that you take and you put herbs in uh, in sort of the same way. Um, but, you know, what I was thinking is you go and um, look at the traditional bar, any bar in America, and they've got, you know, absolute vanilla and absolute current and absolute this and absolute that. Um then you go online and you get look at co cocktail recipes and it's like, oh, add an absolute current to this and, and that. You know, like, I don't have absolute current at home. Who has a bottle of all that stuff at home? Um, so I've thought about the idea of kind of taking those those herbal, um, floral type stuff and doing kind of a make your own infused vodka at home um, and that sort of thing as well. So um, there's there's a lot of ideas and a lot of stuff out there. Um, you were mentioning the cognac barrels. Right now, I'm buying my wood pre-shredded from my supplier, um, and it's virgin wood. Um, but I've thought of the idea of buying, you know, maybe an old Buffalo Trace barrel or an old, um, you know, Willett Family Estates barrel or something like that and shredding it myself and then putting it through the process and, and you know, maybe a cognac barrel, maybe even a wine barrel. Um, I actually like some of the wine barrel finished wines that are, um, that are no, sorry, some of the wine barreled finished bourbons that are out there. Uh, Basil Hayden's making one and some others. Um, so I, I, that's that's a possibility as well. Um, I'm I'm probably going to move a little bit slow until I start getting a little bit better market footing. Um, but then I think there's a lot of opportunities there for different things to 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 do with this. Very cool. Yeah, we're looking forward to it. I think Paul's looking for uh, an absinthe bag. <laughs> <laughs> that would that would be really cool to take a base spirit and just drop a bag in and get a get an absinthe profile from it that would be kind of cool um we've discussed it at length on this show and outside the show I, i'm not i'm not the biggest absinthe fan paul did uh introduce me to uh an ely family absinthe that was actually really really good um every other absinthe i've had i absolutely despise but that one was really good and i don't know there was something different about the flavor profile it still tasted like absinthe it still had the anise flavor to it, but it was there was there were other things under there that were that were just so much better. But uh, Jerry, um, I'm sure you got some questions over there. Let's hear them, brother. No, it was I had the questions about um, like the future with the bags, whether it's going to stay just with like the toast and the chard, or go with like a a gin botanical style, or. <clears throat> Oh, excuse me. And that went down the wrong pipe. Um, or like a Amberana or um, like out in Oregon, you got the, what was it called? The Gariana Oak, which is like the Oregon Oak, just stuff like that. Just like a little experimenting style with it. Um, be kind of cool to be able to try different Oaks from around the world and just throw it into like a Buffalo Tracer or a Makers or something like that and see how it, how it changes up. But, uh, yeah, yeah it, I, I actually didn't even think about what Paul was saying with like the botanicals, but that that would be pretty cool. Mess around yeah, with the, those, um, experiment with those. 
the the woods are interesting. I, I you know I've got my finding suppliers is harder than I ever thought it would be. That's something I've I've learned. Um, I've got my supplier, and they've got a range of woods that are available. Um, nothing terribly exotic, to be honest. I would love to get my hands on some some French oak um because i I've, that's that does really well in aging um i don't know if you've seen it in your neck of the woods i'm sure you are because you're you know kentucky um maker's mark has these sort of store pick staved aged bourbons um and there's one i love that specs um it's a specs one that they carry uh that's called giddy up and it is you know, if you look at their numbering system, it's like 02004, and the four is um is the French to toasted French oak barrels, and it's it's pretty outstanding. So I'd, I'd love to get myself some um some French oak. I guess you have seen them. Talk, <laughs> talk about some of those. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Jer Jerry's in Florida, and Jerry is uh, probably the biggest collector of Maker's Mark uh, out of anybody that I know. I love it. Yeah, it's, it's such I, an I love interesting the, idea. The Go ahead. Sorry. I, I love how the state profiles change up basically the base whiskey. You put it up against the dash strength makers, which is what it starts out as. And yeah, it, it just transforms the whiskey like tenfold just by putting 10 random staves in there. Basically. Mm -hmm. I have a question. If let's just say I went out and got a bottle of that Brown label McKenna, how many bags would you recommend putting in a full bottle to see a change? I'm sure with your R and D you've kind of, pinpointed like a certain amount of ounces or whatever that it kind of get the peak profile to get out of what would you say to put into a like say a 700 because you're gonna have to pour some out to make yeah. for the bags but so what what i've kind of learned in the in the r d on full bottle um is if you're gonna do it at least three bags um and especially if you're going to kind of walk away from it, if it's going to be kind of a put it in there and then I'll get to it tomorrow or, or the day after um, three is good. If you kind of want to really, Hey, I, I want to get this started in the morning. I want to get it to get it tonight. Uh, four or five bags. will will get you there a lot quicker. Um, but uh, you know, one of the things that I, I really um, enjoyed about this approach to the situation, because there's those spirals that you can buy the, mm. the wooden spirals Um you're not really committing yourself to a whole bottle um, with these. You do not do it on a glass by glass basis. And I think that's, to me, that's one of the big appeals is that you're not, you know, having to find out if this bottle that you like, you're going to still like it, um, turn in a whole bottle of it. You can, you know, try a glass of it and see if you like it, then try another glass of it. But if you're going to do a full bottle, three, three to five, depending upon how kind of quickly you want to, um, want to make the transformation happen. Um, I actually, since I, you know, I do my social media, uh, I'm not, not always drinking what I put in my social media. You know, you can only you know, do so much bourbon. You got to be responsible. So, um, I've got an infinity bottle though. It's basically a, um, a Mason jar, a quart Mason jar. And so I'll, I'll do a shoot and it'll have a bagger in it and I'll just dump the bourbon with the bagger in that infinity bottle. Um, just keep adding to it through my various shoots. Um, and so I've learned definitely through that process, you can overdo it. Um, and, and it winds up being extremely over oaked. Uh, you know, if you've got like six, six bourbon baggers and, uh, and a half, a half a quart of bourbon, um, kept for a week, it'll start getting really heavily over oaked. Um, but I've got one infinity bottle. It's got two, I think it's two or three baggers in it that just keeps getting kind of added to, and it gets, it gets really good. Um, just really gets heavily dark, complex, uh, pretty amazing. Yeah, but, I took, when we uh, when we first tried your product, 
after we were done that night, I took the toasted bag out of the Elijah Craig and the charred bag out of the Jim Beam white label and found a three, seven, five bottle that I had empty and filled it up with old granddad 80. And both of those bags are still in that bottle up on the shelf. I flip it over every once in a while. So we're going to have some samples going out to the guys on that. We'll, uh, we'll see what a month or two of aging on, you know, once used bags already can do to, yeah. a, you know, an $8 bottle of whiskey. Yeah. The, um, and you can, I get two to three pours, um, out of, out of a bag on a given night. Um, and you know, I've got an unlimited supply, so I could throw a new one in anytime I wanted to, but it gets the job done. Mm-hmm. You can just keep adding to it. Um, I take them with me to restaurants and so I can drop one, drop one in, you know, all they got, it's kind of restaurant, you know, they only have Woodford reserve, maybe a Buffalo trace. If you're lucky, if you're lucky, um, you know, Jim beam and then Jack Daniels is, you know, what kind of one of those places you can still have something good. You can get two to three pours out of it. They just, you know, pour the, the new one they bring you on top of the old one. Um, it's, it's, it, it's handy to handy to keep around. Yeah, no, that's a good idea. That's a new product for you. You need to have a, like on the go little sleeve where you can put like two or three baggers in and put it in your pocket. Take <laughs> I actually include a foil to go bag now on all the orders that oh, I, cool. I ship out the door <laughs> or so. Um, let's see. I got one over here. You guys should have one. Just a little Mylar um, yep. sleeve with a gusseted bottom. Um, yep. If you're shoving them in there tight, you can fit like five in the bag. Uh, but you know, it's it's great for just sticking in your pocket and taking taking with you to a to a restaurant or a bar. Yep, that's perfect. I'll be doing that when I fly out to Dallas this, this next or this week, I guess. It's Sunday now, so I'll be flying out on Thursday. So I'll be smashing some of those down in there. That was a good idea. Uh, Even on the plane, those little uh, fifty milliliter bottles that they have for you, you can. Have a little bourbon that's a little bit better. That's so I found out yesterday I can take, I don't know how many I can take. Uh, I've forgotten already. Uh, Paul and Jerry fly a lot more often than I do. And I'm five sure liters. Jay, you probably do as well. Um, five, five liters legally per person. That's well, that's that's carry on, right? Or uh, I'm, no, I mean, check bag. Check, uh, that's check bag. Yeah. Carry on. You're allowed so many of those airplane bottles. Uh, what whatever, fits, whatever fits in a, whatever fits in a quart size bag but just so you know you're say. you're allowed to take them on but just so you know you're not allowed to drink them on the plane so you gotta be sneaky about that oh well <laughs> i mean who, who who do you think you're talking to paul I, i'm the king of sneak we talk <laughs> uh so um yeah anyway I'm, I'm i'm definitely gonna take some of those with me i'm i'm looking forward to it um before we go any further in depth I, i'm almost out of the whiskey of the week so let's Let's get to talking about that and how it works with this cigar. Um, so the whiskey of the week is a cigar finish. Good times. Um, as I mentioned earlier, it is finished in cognac, Armagnac and Oloroso sherry barrels. It's coming in at 116 proof. Um, it was distilled in Indiana, uh, guaranteed it's MGP. There's no information on the mash bill. Um, I think, um, all I've heard that everything that Good Times gets to finish is the 99.1 mash bill from M- from MGP. That would not surprise me at all. Um, I was going to say either that or the uh, the high rye. What is that? 36. percent Yeah, I think one so. of them. I think that's, I think that's right. Um, this this is a really good bourbon on its own. It stands alone. Um, lots of lots of sweet notes um, on the and and a little bit of mesquite even um, on the nose for me at least. Um, when you drink it, I get lots of, I get some fruit, I get some, 
leather, some brown sugar, um, all the notes that I like to get. Um, I think uh, with the uh, <clears throat> the Oloroso, I think that gives it a little bit of a uh, cherry note in there on the on the palate. Um, I don't know if you guys are getting that or not, but it's really really good. And you know, uh, as far as cigar finished bourbons go, they're they're like I said earlier meant to stand up to a cigar and it's doing a perfect job standing up to this cigar which we'll talk about in a minute how are you guys feeling about it yeah some of the same notes as you i definitely get that stone fruit or that dark fruit um on the palate which i like but it's it's got there's some like clove in there maybe a little bit of chocolate i mean it's it's a pretty you know well-balanced pour um it doesn't have any of that artificial flavor that i get from a lot of good times um this yeah. actually is a very good pour on its own. Pairing it with the cigar, it's it just brings it out. It brings out some that oaky tannin, um, the leather, the earthiness. Um, it just amplifies it on the palate. It's got a pretty decent mouthfeel and finish. Um, you definitely pick up a little bit of the fruit on the finish, which I like. Normally, the fruit for me um, with whiskeys is in the front, um, but a little bit of fruit lingers on the finish which is uh which is pleasant so it's a really good pour jerry sorry i just took a sip as paul was finishing <laughs> um yeah on the nose it's it's like that stone fruit almost like a, a black cherry with um like a butterscotch and like you were saying um like a, a smoke it's almost like you're cooking down a butterscotch and it gets to the point of just about to be burnt you're getting this like smokiness from it but don't burn it so there's that little bit of like smokiness in there don't know where that's coming from i don't know if it's one of the the barrels or whatever um but on the palate there's that nice fruitiness um that's going to come from all three of those really fruit forward uh barrels um nice little spice to it which kind of makes me think it's probably at 36% rye from MGP. Um, I don't typically get that much spice from the 99.1, which is actually what we're drinking later. Um, yeah, with the cigar, it definitely brings out more of that, um, like a cedar note, a woody note from the, the whiskey. Um, and uh, it doesn't bring out more of the fruity notes, but it, it kind of... Um, accentuates them it it brings them forward but they don't it doesn't like throw it in your face i don't know what i'm trying to figure say um it it makes the fruity notes more fruity without um overpowering something like that i'll figure out what exactly what i'm trying to say in a second but yeah <laughs> yeah it definitely it, it kind of like it amplifies them it, it intensifies yes. the fruitiness um, yeah it, it goes for but, me but not like overpowering Right, like a, a lighter fruit to something like juicy, you know, like it really brings that fruit to the front of it, um, which you don't almost get. like a dried fr dried fruit to a, a fresh fruit. Perfect way to explain that's, it. That's basically mm -hmm. what it is. Yeah, and and uh, I, I agree with that one hundred percent. It works really well with the with the cigar. Um, the the cigar that we're talking about, it's a uh, it's a we got it from JR Cigars and a pack of thirty, uh, genuine pre embargo CC Edition Limitada. Um, the wrapper type is Nicaragua. The binder is Ecuador Sumatra. Filler is Honduras and Nicaragua. 
Uh, the origin is Nicaragua. It's a medium to full cigar, and the wrapper shade is Maduro, which is a accurate, um, accurate description. For me, it's it's more. If if I were putting a sliding scale between medium and full, it would be on the the right side of the middle for me, more towards the full. But it's not it's not real 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 strong. Um, but you know we're suckers for Nicaraguan cigars on this show. Um, and I think that this one is a uh, a good example of that. Um, it's it's really good stuff. The cigar. How do you guys feel? Yeah, I like the cigar. It's um. I'm outside. It's 30 degrees and it's got a nice wind. Um, so it's gone out on me a few times, but I think that's just the conditions that I'm in right now. Um, but even with that being said, it's got a great, great burn line, easy draw. It's definitely a little past medium. Um, but there's a nice, like on first being lit, there was like wood earthy, like just a nice deep as I'm getting into it and pairing it with the whiskey there's a, a like a sweet spice that's coming through, which is kind of nice. Um, there's a little bit of sweetness. Obviously, that's coming from the whiskey, but there's a little bit of spiciness after I take a sip and then go to the cigar. Um, there's almost like a, a dark like espresso or coffee note I'm getting as I'm getting about halfway through. So I'm enjoying it. It's a uh, it's nice to have a high proof whiskey and a cigar at 30 degree weather. <laughs> Keep me a little warm. Jerry, I'm gonna echo Paul. Um, woody earthy right off the bat um just getting to about the halfway part and um a little bit of that espresso mocha coffee-ish flavors uh but it's not like what we're used to with a lot of the maduros it, it's there and then it kind of fades away um and then as paul was saying spice I had a sip of the whiskey took a draw of the cigar and it's almost like a, a pepper spice um yep it lingered in the back of the throat for a while, which was kind of nice. You don't get that too often. Um, yeah, easy draw. Went out once, but that was just because I put it down and just let it go out accidentally. Um, good, good, uh, burn line, easy draw. Um, nice looking cigar overall. Um, not too crazily oily on the, on the wrapper, but definitely, uh, constructed, constructed real nice. Um, yeah, look forward to the last little bit of this cigar to see how it changes from now. Sure. So, Jay, um, you mentioned that you uh, used to smoke cigars at one point in your life. What was your favorite cigar? Oh, I mean, I was just a kid. Um, I remember uh, Romeo and Julieta number two is what me and my friends always tried to, to clamor for, but I don't know if that was good, if that was bad, or or anything in between. It was just something that tasted good to me. Romeo and Julieta are fantastic cigars. Um, I've never had a bad one. I've had many. Um, those are those are very well constructed, very easy smoking, very great tasting cigars, and they go well with with a bourbon. Um, and on that note, as a bourbon fan, uh, what what are your what are your what are your top bourbons? What do you like to, so let's split this into two. What do you like just as it is? And then what do you like to drink when you use the bags? So I am a big fan of the Willet Mashbills. 
Uh, they just work really well for me, whether that's a um, Noah's Mill or Rowan's Creek or a Johnny Drum, um, even Pot Still. Although you know, I liked it before and it's really good now. I mean, they made that that change when they started bringing it back in house. Um, it got, I think it got kind of bashed before it, it became homegrown again. Um, I actually liked it then too. Um, so everything by them. I, and then I'm starting to, to become um, definitely more accustomed to high proof, barrel proof bourbons. Uh, it's taken me a while to kind of get my tongue to the point where that, that doesn't, you know, kind of snap me back. Um, any Elijah Craig barrel proof I can find, um, not easy to find. I like all those neat by themselves. Um, generally I like, um, I like rye straight, but I don't like high rye mash bill bourbons. I know it's a little weird, but, um, it's kind of unique to me. Um, that's generally kind of speaking on that. And then, uh, what works really well with, with bourbon baggers, um, like I said, I like the chard and anything kind of lower shelf. So Henry McKenna with a chard bourbon bagger, I think is the best value you can get out there. Uh, it really is. And then, um, uh, just kind of in restaurants, those sorts of things. If they have Elijah Craig, that's kind of my go-to in a restaurant or out in a bar. Um, if they don't have that, and it's more of your kind of Woodford Reserve, Jim Beam, Jack Daniels bar, I'll, I'll go for the the Wood, Woodford Reserve and Double Oak it with my bourbon bagger. Um, if they've got Double Oak, I take the Double Oak one and, and put a toasted in it and try to take it a little bit even further. Uh, but just generally, I like bourbon in general. Um, and, I, I, you know, I'm not... I've never really been that kind of bottle chaser, so I am not someone who's going to go and try to get something on the secondary market or go and wait in line um, or camp out for for something or, you know, ever pay secondary prices. I just that's just never going to happen with me. Um, so just like grabbing something off a shelf, trying it new. Um, last one I grabbed that I really liked, Fistful of Bourbon, I think is a is an underappreciated uh, bourbon out there. There's a lower shelf one. Um so another one, I bought it for social media that I really liked was the Cooperstown, and it was completely a gimmick buy. I bought it for the World Series when the Texas Rangers were in the World Series. Turned out to be a pretty good one. Um, That's the one in the baseball, like? right? The the bottle shaped like a baseball, yeah. is it? the one shaped like a baseball. Yeah, this, that, that, that bottle's badass. Good. That bottle's badass. I don't care what anybody yeah. says. I don't care yeah. how the juice tastes. The bottle is awesome. Yeah, Chattanooga Cast Strength. Um, impressed me as well. Um, yeah, that's that's those are some of my highlights recently. But I like to try new things, and I like to try new things that I can actually get my hand on and not have to, you know, say a prayer and um, turn around three times in a rainstorm and, and pray to God <laughs> that I can find it kind of thing. Sure, I think Jerry's probably got the biggest collection of Chattanooga whiskeys that I've that, out of anybody that I know as well. Um, he's a He's a real big fan. Anytime he's in Tennessee, he makes sure to make a detour by Chattanooga, uh, Chattanooga, Chattanooga Whiskey Company. Yeah, those uh, experimental batches. Um, at first, I was getting them because they were um, they had like brandy finishes and tequila finishes. And then recently, they've done a lot of like infusions and liqueurs. And um, they had a mint infused liqueur or mint infused bourbon that I think they called a liqueur. Um, uh, cocoa infused something and other stuff and they make fantastic cocktails um or a little bit of like the cocoa and honey infused into like an old-fashioned and kind of take away the simple syrup and some of the bitters um so that's why i started going for them and uh they just oh 
the new one that they're putting out. They haven't I released saw it. it yet. I saw it the other day in the they're green put, bottle. I had to go to the TTB to look it up. Paul's going to probably like this one, even though he's not a huge chat fan. Herb infused. Or herb infused. That's what I thought it might I, be. I thought it might be something. Not sure what, what kind of, of herbs that they're talking about in the green bottle, but. Yeah, no, that's that's going to be I, interesting. I'm, I, I'm curious about that. I one. feel like that's going to be like a, a gin whiskey or a, a um, uh, what's that? St- uh, the stuff you guys were just talking about. Absolutely. The black licorice absent style whiskey um but that green that green bottles that green frosted bottle looks sweet it it does it looks really awesome i i was i like i I had that idea that it might be urban fuse that it might be something to do with absinthe or or uh you know gin related something like that just because of the style of bottle but i i want it because of the bottle the first thing i thought of was um um jaeger yeah, like green right. bottle or whatever. So, it looks like- so that's that's what I thought, and I went on TTB and saw it. I'm like, yeah, probably gonna be something similar to that. That's what you know, like. I got the equipment at home and a rosemary bush out front, and you've intrigued me. So that might be an experiment right here. <laughs> there you go. 